Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined by Bianca, Isabel, Arpit, and David to discuss the topic of tech leads versus team leads. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. David, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, hi everyone, I'm David. Uh, I'm a team lead at Shape. Just to give you a brief introduction to Shape, Shape is a an app agency, we mainly focus on developing apps, but we also have some websites that we get involved with recently. Uh, I've been at Shape for three and a half years. Uh, started off as an iOS developer, then moved to my way to a tech lead, and now I'm a team lead, managing a team of seven. Uh, yeah, and it is a combined role. It is a role where we have some tech lead responsibility as well, but uh, yeah, there is a bit more admin stuff now going on with the team lead role. But yeah, that's that's mainly it for me. Fantastic. Great to have you here as well, David. Bjarke, our host today. Yes. Hello, people. I am Bjarke from Carlo, and I work here as a team lead. Been here for roughly two years and one and a half years as a team lead. I do have uh, previous experience being both a uh, team lead and tech lead and chapter lead from my previous company as well. And um, if you don't know Kano, then they are uh, like Google for, for lawyers and judges. They uh, used to do the yellow law books, which my mom at least know about. But uh, we are in legal legal tech and in the center of Copenhagen right now, Nerfort Station, next to Nerfort Station. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you to Kano for hosting us today. And we'll be able to, to have this about us. So appreciate that. Next, Isabel. Yeah, so Isabel and I'm team lead at InPay. We do, as a FinTech, do cross-border payments. Uh, wanting to be easy for uh, sending an email for everyone to do a cross-border payment. That's our tagline. Uh, being a team lead for three years in total, working both with full-stack teams, DevOps, purely back-end and purely front-end. Fantastic, and thank you for being here today as well. Last but not least, Arpit returning on the podcast. Hey, hi folks, uh, I'm Arpit. Uh, I work at Geo right now and finishing nearly a year at Geo in Copenhagen. And currently I'm working as a senior backend engineer, whereas in my previous time, I was working as a tech team for a year and a half. So yeah, here I am uh, again in the podcast. <laughs> Good to have you back. Hi everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, a Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Well, now that we've established the context around each of you, we'll move into the topic and focus. You all have a question around tech leads versus team leads. And as usual, we'll work our way around the room, ask your questions and the reasons behind them, and then we'll all have an opportunity, or you all will have an opportunity to give your take on the situation. And David, we're back over to you first. The question you're posing to everyone is, what are the main responsibilities of a, a tech lead or a team lead within your specific organization? 
it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but we'll come for some context for you. Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, basically this question arises because here at Shape, uh, the team lead role is combined with the tech lead role. I actually have uh, I'm a tech lead on uh, well currently four projects. So there is you know the team lead responsibility as well as the tech lead responsibility. Uh, also, uh, the team lead role is kind of uh, taking over the uh, the iOS uh, as well as Android and backend teams. So, you know, it is quite broad in terms of uh, the responsibilities and uh, what we need to uh, to cover. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the, the question arises just to see how it is handled in all the other organizations. And as I mentioned before, I'm only in the role for the past year. I've been in tech week before, before that. Uh, and then just a uh, iOS developer uh, focusing on the code crunching. So I'm just curious to hear from the rest of the participants how things are working in the other organizations. Yeah, maybe I could start out. So in my head, that's a fairly simple question. So I answer, I would say the team lead takes care of the people, make them make sure that they are happy, efficient, and they they have some motivation, interesting, intrinsic motivation for that matter, uh, commitment, and some trust and some courage for that matter. So building up the social competences, if you could say so, uh, where a tech lead has the main responsibility for the platform itself. So the health of the platform. Um, so in that area, I would definitely see that a tech lead would keep uh, an eye out for all the error tracking, look at the architectural patterns, uh, making sure that the teams are working efficiently with the code base for that matter, uh, ensuring that we have a proper definition of, of done for that matter, and take up these incidents for that matter, make sure that the wheels keep turning. Um, I think in Carmel, uh, the tech lead has a pretty big responsibility in terms of stakeholder management as well. Uh, as a team lead, I work mostly with the people in the platform teams. We, I have uh, four teams. Uh, cross-functional teams, and I share the load because we also went, became two big solid We went from two teams to four teams. So now we have two team leads, but we only have one tech lead. He is a very clever guy. Um, he knows the ins and outs of our platform, which also means that he is our go-to guy if we have technical questions. Uh, he participates in all the four teams as needed. Uh, we do the same as team leads, but it's more oriented on the processes and retrospectives and improvements uh, in terms of how people work uh, and how they can become more efficient, where his primary focus would be how can we improve the uh, as a different performance, for example, on the side, having less errors and deployments for that matter. So uh, that's at least how we do it at Carl. We split it into the people role and uh, the technical role. But that doesn't mean that a team lead is not technical. Uh, both of our, uh, both of us at least, uh, are also developers. I have a primary focus on front-end. The other has a primary focus on, on back-end. And that also means that people are also coming for us for guidance and help. Um, but sometimes if, we get, if it gets too technical, like if it's business knowledge or the main knowledge according to how things are connected, then uh, usually we will send them over to the tech lead. But if it's in general patterns, code style guides, conventions, and those kind of things, we take care of that as well as, t- as team leads. Uh, I think 
both for the team we have some extent as a responsibility in terms of facilitating as well as we don't have scrum masters but we are also looking into uh, empowering people to take a little bit more ownership within the team and spring for that level yeah that's roughly how it works here that's good be good yeah we're amazing oh would you like to max and plan yeah yeah sure so uh i do think we have team leads at all right now and I, I agree very much with the definition that you have given the team leads take care of uh health of the team in terms of like their performance their maintenance their how, how motivated they are feeling and whereas a tech team is supposed to lead from a perspective of uh the products tech and is especially looking in the future as well that how do you make sure that your uh that the growth path is there when it comes to the tech so uh but i think a few lines get muddled up especially when you have one team lead one tech lead within the same team or uh you have one person doing the job of both team lead and tech lead within the same team because then you don't know the boundaries of what is he supposed to do or what his technical role is and especially things get even more muddled up when you talk about engineering managers because they essentially do a like both of the stuff kind of at some point of time but they are not experts in both of them uh, if you think about it so uh, i think right now in clio we just have tech leads and these tech leads are on a per team basis the this is not this is a cross functional team i'm talking about which is like a part of a product a, a domain of sorts and uh, they they are working towards making sure that the product is shipped out at the right time in the right fashion with the right tech and maintaining the product health in general so yeah that's it uh zaba that so again i i think i agree with you that the tech lead takes more of the technical platform ownership and the team needs more people centering focused uh with us the team need is actually the full team need that also means they're also accountable for delivery so therefore they are also like of course in process and all of that but together with the tech the like also discuss like what is definition of done when is something ready to be shipped all of that because in the end it will fall back to the team lead if stuff is not in order <laughs> as you say but sounds very interesting by the same and regardless of what you say I think that if you have both within a team the collaboration is like very important between those two people it's like they all almost have to be one person into exactly like, yeah. uh, so i think uh, we, uh there was this discussion when we came uh like in agile as well that uh, you can't have a product owner and a scrum master as the same person because scrum master is supposed to protect both sides like protect the development side and the product side as well and facilitate the the conversation whereas uh, if if it's the same person they can always push whatever they want uh, so it's kind of very similar it, like having two people i think it makes sense uh, because they keep each other in check for example a tech lead might push on and say hey we need to push for the best tech right now uh, whereas the team is already mentally exhausted so having them as two people makes sense but in general like i have not really seen the collaboration between these two roles going super well or super well defined most of the times 
I think we, we, we do that a bit here. Like we collaborate a lot between team leads and tech leads. Like I'm not botching in this, in this architectural decision unless it's front end oriented, but we do have catch up meetings where we talk about the teams because he has another side about how are people acting in meetings? How are their participation in meetings? Are they bringing value? What are they talking about for that matter? Um, so we do have. Uh, so, so touch spaces as a way we just talk in general about all people and the platform as a whole. But I think it's also a little bit related to the company size, right? Uh, as exactly. if, if you have a bigger company, you probably also have uh, more money to put different people on these specific roles, right? Yeah. Um, but also what, what Isabel said, like, I don't think there's a recipe. Like, it's very similar what we do, um, but there's no recipe for how to become a, a, how a team lead or a lead or a combined role as a tertiary would be. Yeah, I think it all depends on the, you know, what works for the for the company, for the size of the organization. And uh, yeah, at least uh, like a shape, we do work together very closely. We're all in the same area. At least we have three different offices, but they're all very close together. And uh, yeah, we're very welcome to just, uh, you know, pop by someone's desk and uh, ask questions and so on. And uh, as you all mentioned, uh, like for the team lead and the tech lead, we do also have this uh, this uh, responsibility as a team lead to check in with the tech leads to make sure that everything is going according to plan. And uh, you know, the tech lead, uh, like when there is some uh, some concerns or if they are worried about resources or anything like that, that's when they would reach out to the tech lead to the team lead. Sorry to then flag it to I don't know someone from like the director uh, of. Uh, Operation and someone like that to uh, to sort this issue out. So it is a close collaboration, and uh, yeah, with the with you know the different uh, sectors that we cover, where we have you know people from the back and people from the QA and so on. That's also something for 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 the teammate as well as to take to kind of uh, you know take up on themselves. Of course, if it's something uh, specifically related to the platform. Usually, it's the taking reaching out. But if you know there's some resource missing, or if uh, you know there's something that needs to uh, go a step further, then it is uh, the team link that would uh, cover that. I remember doing one of the earlier podcasts, came up a conversation that the tech lead would be an individual past, doesn't want to take on HR responsibility, but they need to move up through the promotional structure. Uh, and then flip side, the team leads would be the ones that perhaps want to have their career aspirations to go to engineering manager and further and further. Do you guys find that? similar kind of situation where, where you are or can you be both? Yeah, I think it's two it's two very different jobs. So it's definitely not like end what is in been training two very different parts of your skill sets and you need to have different skill sets in in order to, to do it. Um and then I in my experience at least most of my tech needs has been people who did not want the HR responsibility. Then they would like to have the mandate and the accountability of something, but not for the people. So that's why they chose the tech lead direction. I think you're correct. That's a clear difference. If you see the linear career path, then yes, team leads would naturally become more of a manager or leader role, uh, probably also all the way up to GMT, uh, where the tech leads maybe more take a part of being a system architect, solution architect, or platform architect or enterprise architect for that matter, if they, if they go up. So yeah, I do see that there's a big difference between uh, tech and people. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I think yeah, the team lead role is more in the biology direction. Then, of course, uh, for example, the chief, we do have the the decision that you kind of have to make because it is quite common in sheep to uh, progress from executives to either go in the team lead route where you want to go in more of the managing role or you can go in the principal engineer route where you do want to stay with the tech and maybe you know keep with it like exploring new technologies and uh, you know keep coding and so on i feel like when you start leading more towards the managing route you are uh, you pr- most likely will stop coding or like at least minimize that uh, in some way because you'll have to take care of the people and you know, handle for the magic side of this. I think the managing aspect is also a very important part of the tech lead role, but the management is very different. You are managing components or the code that is being shipped out or the tech, how, how it works. You're managing how you distribute your work between different teams and things like that. So the managing part is definitely there, but you are like personally, even I have had this choice of becoming a team lead versus a tech lead. And I chose Tetri because I really did not want to deal with people on a day-to-day basis that, hey, how are you feeling? Why are you not feeling motivated? Because that is not my expertise. Like my area, uh, like I'm not that great at communication when it comes to uh, very informal communication. But if you give me a topic related to tech, I can discuss uh, for hours and hours, right? So I think this is where the, the different kind of management or uh, the resources that you want to manage differ when it comes to team and tech lead. Yeah, I think I might have used a, a wrong word for it, but yeah, I think it's like more like admin side in that sense. Yeah, for the tech lead. And for the, for the tech lead, yeah, they, they stay close to the tech. Yeah, that's for sure. So they handle the, uh, the management side of the tech and, you know, for the platform and the, the scope and stuff like that. So, I think that segues really nicely into Bjarke's question as well. Uh, next up is looking at how much people skills should a tech lead have um, and how much tech skills should a team lead have um, to be successful for most. So, Bjarke, have you got any uh, contact before we pass around the room? Yeah, yeah, I sure think. Uh, I tried a bit of all these roles, right? As I mentioned before, I both tried to uh, be a tech lead. That was only for part of front enders at my previous job. also tried the combined role with everything, uh, including HR and uh, architect roles and everything on the top. Uh, and now I'm here uh, being just a team lead, um, but I do see a big benefit in terms of software development that a team lead also have technical expertise. I would expect that from an engineering manager as well. Maybe they're doing Fortran or Cobalt or something old school, but at least they have the perspective of how software development works. Uh, I still do pull request reviews. I still participate in the architect group for that matter. I will never put away my coding time for that better as well, but it is something that I do on the side. And, but back in my previous work, when I had all the roles combined, uh, I did find out that it was a bit hard for me to do the switch between the different roles because I was also sitting in a cross-functional team solving tickets. So where I, am I supposed to solve a problem? When I, am I supposed to facilitate something for other people and it's just a yeah, big cognitive load uh, switching out these caps. So I'm not saying that it's not a good idea, but it definitely takes a toll in, in the end. Like for me, at least, I needed to select on a daily basis. What is my primary focus today? Is it the people? Is it my daily work in the team? Is it the architectural things or the aesthetic things? Yeah. 
Do we need to improve something? I was also facilitating a lot of meetings on the side for the specific uh, groups of, for example, funded people. So yeah, I want to hear out what, what what's your take uh, on on this? Like, uh, would you do one or both, or where where would you need to see yourself? Uh, no, I, I I think that's a very genuine question because in some way or the other, I have also experienced the same thing. And like to give you a very blunt example is that you have a a thing that is, needs to be coded, right? And you can delegate it to someone who who's, who might be struggling to get this done, or you can take one hour from your time and just do it yourself. So do you facilitate this or do you actually do it yourself? And this is generally like a very common thing. And uh, what you have been doing is something that I tried in uh, in my previous company as well, where uh, I, would, uh, I would push myself to delegate things a bit more, to facilitate things a bit more and take up uh, like very specific things only when it comes to the tech part of it. Uh, like literally heavy, uh, heavy decisions which impact our architecture and things like that were the only things that I would pick up. This kind of uh, uh, like enabled me to figure out how uh, like to build a team to uh, to have both the hats at the same time because I was able to enable all the uh, my team uh, while also maintaining the tech, but. Uh, I still understand the kind of conflict that you have felt because the same conflict was there with me as well. Uh, I haven't figured out that answer, but this is just what I did in general. Yeah. Um, just in case I go to your question here, that um, if I start with the technique, I think whenever you put someone in a neat position, then become like a role model, a leader, it's necessary to have some kind of people skills. They can be trained people skills. They can also be natural leadership. You can just not be an There is something that comes with being a role model that you're building a team, you're putting people in the direction, and that has to happen like on par with the company's culture and values. So I think that you must have some kind of people skills in order to be whatever kind of leader. Uh, for the team lead side, I think that depending on maybe you have a very strong tech lead, you don't need to have the tech skills yourself if you have very strong leading team process skills. For me personally, I think it's a huge advantage that I have my technical background. I use it a lot. Like in, uh, when people are frustrated, I know how it is and I can help sometimes navigate through the Think because I know the flow, I know what they're talking about, but don't think it is necessarily uh, depending on the setup with the other teams and the techniques that the team it is technical, but I do think it's a very high advantage to have the technical background. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, also, just to answer the question from the beginning, we'll starting off with the techniques. Uh, I think it uh, it depends on like who takes the responsibility of kind of. Uh, talking to uh, the rest of the team and certainly as well as communicating things to the client, I think it would be very beneficial if the uh, tech lead did have some people's skills also to be able to communicate uh, any uh, any kind of delays or anything like that to the client. I think, uh, you know, it goes without saying that not all clients are technical, so it's nice to kind of put things in uh, simple words and kind of build some kind of relationship with the client. So I think that would be a huge plus for, for the tech lead. Uh, and then as for the uh, team lead, uh, as I mentioned earlier, 
uh, and shape. We uh, we do work closely with the t- with the tech leads, and I feel like that allows us to kind of build this uh, this trust and this relationship when we do uh, have a good idea of uh, the challenges that uh, the tech lead is facing and. We could potentially, you know, uh, answer the the question on the spot without, you know, having to uh, to push it further. Uh, so yeah, I think that's also something that can cut some corners if we have a, a team lead that also has a strong background in uh, in tech. Yep. I think eventually it comes down to what uh, uh, what equation do you have with your counterpart in tech, like team lead and tech lead, if they fulfill each other in terms of lack of tech skills or uh, lack of communication skills, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. But communication between them has to be like super, super good mm-hmm. because if I'm going to buy a tech lead and trying to explain it to him, why is there going to be a delay? But, uh, and this is because of an architecture issue, which is like a very prominent problem. And if he's not understanding the gravity of it, then it's very difficult for him to communicate the same thing to the client. Right. So as long as there's some level of communication, which is clear, I think we are all well beside Yeah, I'm But uh, yeah, I think taking this, uh, the example of like saying uh, that the tech lead has uh, no people skills and then the team lead has no tech skills, I think that's where the uh, trouble arises, right? It's, yeah. Uh, like then how do uh, does the team lead uh, understand the tech lead and then how does the tech lead then communicate anything to the team lead? That's where... Yes, yeah. uh, can get messy. Yeah. Being able to understand each other. Yes, yeah, that's the last other thing you can become. You can be a tech lead without people skills or vice versa, right? But on some point, then uh, as as a tech lead, at some point, I would look into the competences of a team. I would have to have the right people with the right competences. A good mix between uh, intermediate, junior, seniors, for that matter. Hopefully, mostly seniors as a tech lead. Um, but I do think it involves some people skills, at least from here, where our tech lead is talking a lot with the stakeholders, doing high level estimations and those kind of things, then being able to explain tech patterns to non-techies. Can I call them that uh, as a management and other stakeholders for that matter? Um, on the other side, then uh, as a team lead, I would look more into not the deliverables, but like the culture and but also be able to understand the takes and listen and act to those opportunities that actually comes out, for example, for the one-on-one or people that have ideas saying like, how, why are we not doing this? Uh, so being able as a team lead to pick those kind of things up and understand the concepts. Uh, but ideally, I also think that it's a lot about like making people talk with each other and collaborate instead of having a take and a team lead to be like the mitigator uh, between parties, right? So. Uh, what do you think? Like, for example, uh, I don't think people are well equipped in general, especially when they are moving from an IC role to a lead role. And how do you get them up to speed or how do you balance out or cultivate these skills? Do you uh, send them out for some training or, or do you do in-house training? Do you have in-house mentors or, or anything like that? How do you do that in your org so that they have the right balance of communication and tech skills to fulfill their roles. I think you can do both. You can both send people out of house on a seminar to accelerate, but I also surely do know that whatever who is managing is manager of an area that they know something about and can then train them. Like, how can you be a good team lead, for an example, or how can you be a good safety lead? How are you all 
doing that like in-house training where the skill set well i hope you have more and more skill the higher you come so you're able to teach teach down uh, but of course sometimes that is not the case uh, but hopefully it should be no that that makes a lot of sense because uh the the amount of balance between communication and tech skills might differ from company to company right so the skill set that i need the the type of communication that i need in let's say card off or in trio that might differ and getting it first hand from a manager or my mentor in the company would make it very much suited towards the role for this particular company so in house definitely makes a lot of sense for me yeah i agree with the in house thing that's how we usually try to do with the uh, with the mic infinite as uh, yeah we're very open to our knowledge sharing and yeah if there's any questions that anyone has or if there's any any kind of sessions that we want to have or like just book a meeting uh, to discuss any matter uh, we can do that uh, i think also an approach to handle this would be to uh, kind of learn on experience on a smaller scale uh, so in in my uh, example is uh, i kind of like to just be in the role and then learn based on like my mistakes and of course if i can ask someone how to avoid these mistakes that would be highly beneficial but i think it's also uh, much easier to kind of pick up what are the responsibilities and uh, what is kind of expected when you're in the role and you know just having a slightly less responsibility than you might have later on maybe starting off uh, let's say with a, a team lead uh, starting off with a team of maybe three four people at the beginning and then building your way up and seeing how uh, how things develop can uh, can definitely ease you into the role but that's that's a very good point yeah and having a good manager as well uh, back when i became uh for the first time that was at a previous job then uh, it was actually all all free front-end files ios android and, and web we all became team leads at the same time uh, and our, our application managers moved out so we had each other but we also had our own boss which promoted us which was a super good mentor but uh, yeah i think it's a very nice thing to take it in-house as well and um, it's nice to go out on conferences and get inspiration from from a course here and there but I, I still believe that, that making people talk with each other and inspect and adapt in small iterations, all about Scrum, right, is the right way to do it. Yeah. There's also personality trait uh, as a too big to be in those roles, especially the combined role. Yes. So one of the things I was struggling with uh, back when I became uh, a team lead was also that what you mentioned before. Uh, I'm feeling that I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so. It was very hard for me. It took me several years to actually learn how to delegate work. Yeah, because I was at the same point. Like I can just do this myself in thirty minutes or an hour. Uh, should I really use three hours to be able to be able to do half the work? Yeah, and it, it might go the wild the wrong road, but ideally, I think that is the right way to go. Uh, that is very true, and I think it ties up with Isabel's question as well. That um. Uh, what do you think, what challenges do you think you will have having the same person as a tech lead and team lead? Or are there any upsides as well? Do you want to expand on that? Uh, yeah. So, but it's because I'm used to a setup where you have both a team lead and a tech lead in a team. And then um, I have been playing around a little bit with the thought that both sometimes you maybe don't have the budget or you don't have that kind of organizational center. 
but also trying to maybe push the team lead in the like the true world of its form. Like you are leading this team where you go smaller teams having having one to do it all. Um, but yeah, I myself am thinking about some upsides and downsides, but would like to hear what you think. Uh, I think uh, coming back to what what you had just said, uh, it's a it's a personality trait. If you have the same person doing this job. Uh, I personally feel it's a lot of cognitive load on that person who's doing it. You you expect him or her to be at the level in communication, which is super high, and same at the same time, just at a super cool level, super high level in tech as well. And both of these things, like tech is evolving so fast that sometimes even just as an engineer, I feel to keep up with it. How do you expect the same person to be a great tech lead and be a team leader at the same time when his time is divided on two fronts. So this is where my primary concern was. Uh, when I was a tech lead, uh, I did not want any team lead uh, like responsibilities. And even though I, I had some, like there's always some amount of responsibility, uh, some accountability for the people that we are working with. Even as a peer, you don't have to be a lead. You, even as a peer, you have some responsibilities and accountabilities. But I specifically wanted to work as a tech lead because I wanted to master my role. And like if I had to divide my attention between two roles, it would be super tough for me. And how it affects the team, I think we have had a, a quick conversation about that where there are days you are tech leads, there are days you are team leads, you are never both at the same time. And uh, once you are wearing a particular hat, the other person is supposed to keep you hold you accountable for the uh, for the decisions that you are taking, right? So if a team lead is saying that hey, we need to have two team outings this month, and then there's a deliverable which the tech lead has seen said that he will push it push this out in the next month. Obviously, then the tech lead and team lead will have to have a discussion about we can't do both of them this month. Can we push out the first at least one of them? But if you're just wearing a team weeds hat at that point of time, you'll be like, yeah, sure, let's have two. But then you'll realize the next day, uh, oh, I committed something which I, even I can't deliver. right? So so I think having two different people at the same time is a really good uh, way of not being an anarchist, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. Yeah, maybe I can expand on that as I, in a role where I'm kind of holding both. Uh, I think it uh, it definitely uh, requires a lot of uh, good time management and uh, organization. I think I uh, I really believe in the words that you said that you can't be both at once. I think yeah, some things I some days I am a team lead and then some days I am a second. And uh, yeah, you definitely have to uh, kind of set these two apart because it is very hard to switch contexts. And uh, yeah, it's it's not that pleasant to do it in the middle of the day. Uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, it's just all about the way that uh, you manage the time and uh, how uh, how you know how you can handle keeping up with the tech. And uh, I mean, for my example, I'll, I'm just passionate about technologies in general, so I will kind of try to do that even outside of uh, work. So I try to keep up with the tech uh, like 24/7 if I can. Uh, with some sleep in between, <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, it is all about, you know, managing the uh, the responsibilities and the expectations for yourself. I think it uh, really narrows down to like how you plan your days. I think uh, it really helps if you have some kind of schedule uh, for your day uh, to kind of manage that side of things. Otherwise, it is, like you say, it is quite uh, chaotic uh, if you don't have some structure to do it. Yeah, I think it still can work out. Yeah. yeah and you're doing it as well. Um, and I would not... As a, from my previous job, I think I learned enough as a handling that double rule. Um, yeah, because you also set the perspective from the other side, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There was some conflicts uh, at some points, right? Because it, when you're a tech lead, you want to build a solution, you want to solve a problem, where some team lead, you would rather have people to solve the problem. So that was a bit hard. But what I think why it worked so good was that we had one platform that we that I was responsible for in the techies. So there was other techies for other platforms. And all the people working on that platform was also my responsibility as a team lead, even though they were sitting in different teams. Uh, and it was a fairly small team as well at that point. So it, it, it can it can work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think like I mentioned before, like easing into the role, that was the example for like how it worked for me. I kind of was eased in into this uh, team lead role. Uh, basically, the team that I had for for the uh, for the project that I was a tech lead on was transformed into a team itself, uh, and yeah, that allowed me to kind of still. Not really feel much of a difference going into this team lead role, and then eventually it expanded. Then uh, you know we got new projects and uh, new tech leads, so it, it it is the responsibility is somewhat split. But then there is also you know two, I just have two caps on me for doing so tech lead uh, stuff and also some my team lead uh, things. So thanks. So back to you is about uh, you said you had some ideas about what you think the upsides are and the downsides. Yeah, so I think the downsides is that, uh, it, as I said earlier, it's two very different set of skills, uh, depending on when you come from. But I do think it is possible that some people have both. Mm -hmm. And I think when you find these people that have both, it is very highly beneficial for the team that the guy or girl was like evaluating on you actually knows directly how you're doing. Like for me, because I do not review code or I do not check the code, I always have to go to someone and ask for that. And I have uh, two big teams, so I'm a little bit far away. So I like this idea of having this one person who is really like two leader of a smaller team. And then you can may have many and one strong person on top to help and coach and but but so the people in the team has this strong leadership and they really feel well yes when when my leader gives me feedback it is for sure feedback because my every day is with this person right and they they see how I'm doing and know it and I I kind of like that to give that to the developers in that sense that it's not like me was a little far away, reviewing them that kind of way. So my question to all of you after following that then would be, if you do find these people that can do both, are they then stuck? Because to replace them, you might have to get a team lead and a tech lead. And does that, can they move up to engineer manager or further and further? Or does that, I suppose, depend on person to person? I said, I think they can. I think you can always move. I mean, in the end, you can always quit your job and then you just have to figure it out. But <laughs> But, but again, that, that person will also have a manager whose responsibility is to develop them in what direction they want to. Uh, 
And so I think just the responsibility just seems up. And then of course, like if you are that one person who can do who can do it all. <laughs> and it's also a good way to figure out like what do you actually like and what are you actually good at. And maybe sometimes what you are good at is not what you like and the other way around. Then now you will reason know and then hopefully you have a manager to help you either train or move in that direction you want and yeah to expand on that i think uh, yeah i also agree that it is possible to uh, move forward to a more managing role afterwards but uh, i think it all narrows down to how good you are delegating things because uh, i think there's only so much that you can take on even with this uh, team lead role which also requires some attention things it's very important to be able to delegate like you guys mentioned it was initially super difficult for me to delegate things because uh, you know i would I, I enjoyed coding and i would rather do it myself because you know uh, the projects that i worked on uh, most of them i worked on them uh, from the from the beginning or at least from an earlier stage so i'm super uh, aware of the whole architecture and where things are so it would usually be quicker for me to just jump in rather than onboard someone new or point them in the right direction but I think, uh, yeah, it narrows down to like, what is your primary focus uh, in the role to free up the time for, for those things you do have to delegate to others. So uh, I think, yeah, if you want to uh, go uh, to the next level, you have to get even better at, uh, at doing so and trusting uh, the other members of the team. Fantastic. Yeah, do you think so? I think definitely makes sense, but uh, I think we should still be treat these kind of people as anecdotal. They do not exist very easily. But if you find them, cherish them, nurture them, give them the best role that they can have, and you'll have a good team. Definitely you'll have a good team. But at the same time, I think where a lot of companies mess up is that when they have someone like this who can do both the roles together, and when this person is moving out or when they treat this as a standard, like all other teams can survive with just one person as a tech team lead and a tech lead. And that is definitely not the case because these people are like, they are not available that easily. They are a handful of people who can do this job very well. So uh, instead of making this as a standard, uh, people should recognize and even the managers should recognize that we need two people. We need a, a team lead, we need a tech lead and together they can do the job that one person was doing before. And if they go ahead and do that, I think we will, uh, like, it's going to be really uh, good in general to maintain the team health. But if they force it onto someone on one person to fulfill that role, it will be, it will be tough. And you, that person will need a lot of mentoring and even then might not be up to that job uh, at the same level, whereas the previous person was. Because it's a natural thing. We we talked about this being a personality trait where you handle both communication and tech well. Right. So I think that's what two cents on this. Yeah, I think it also reached uh, like at some point there will be a limit, uh, like you all mentioned. So I think maybe this is something that uh, works well when it's applied to a smaller team, also to kind of manage the workload for that person. Yeah. I think when it, it goes to uh, uh, like expanding the team uh, further beyond like 10 people, let's say, that it's definitely beneficial to have uh, this uh, split in the roles. And I think that's something that we also tried to do in, in shape is uh, to actually move uh, this uh, responsibility from a team lead at one point where you know it, it becomes overwhelming so we would take on tech leads as well into, into the team 
yeah i think i think it's also about when when we talk about facilitating things uh there are there's a lot of pain work uh, that comes along with facilitating things like for example your ticket management system be jira be dna that has to be kept updated you have to create new tickets you have to have roadmaps burn down charts and what not right now as a team lead as, as a person who is both team lead plus tech lead uh i wouldn't mind doing this but this wouldn't be my priority because then distributing like taking away time from actually coding and maintaining the health of the product like uh and maintaining the health of the team i wouldn't care about maintaining the health of a majira board for example right and this is where you need a lot of support you need a lot of delegation and i think if you if you're able to do that you can scale things very very well even like in in bigger teams but then you would definitely need more people to do it or more people to uh, adjust their role in to take on additional responsibilities. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's all about finding the right balance. Exactly. So, yeah. I think there is a, there is like a set of tasks that needs to be done in order to lead a team. Take lead, team lead, everyone has set of tasks. And in the end, it's like, how do you check off all of these tasks or jobs that needs to be done? And then can be done with one person, two, or it can spread out throughout the team also, right? Yes. Uh, so, for example, on that Jira stuff, it's great. Yeah, don't want to do it, so I push it out to the team, right? Absolutely. And then also, like, you can use this stuff to create the ownership in your teams. Like, in my opinion, the team should be able to run without. Yeah. Uh, then because they should be so strong and have so much ownership. Well, yeah, that 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 is actually the definition of a scrum master. That if the person is uh, unavailable and if the team works fine, he did a good good job. Well, yeah, hopefully we'll have some AI that can handle this part. Yeah, they want to be it. Although I am sure. Yeah, yeah. So that brings us quite nicely into the last question of the day um, for this podcast is Arvids, uh, and he wants to know how to identify whether you need a team or a tech lead, and then how do you um, hire for such a role. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good question, and I think uh, we might have covered the answer already. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it comes down to uh, uh, you know the the people skills and kind of the process of like how you would structure the uh, the interviews. I think for the tech role, you would focus more about in tech and seeing how they can communicate all of the you know technical knowledge and how they can uh, kind of share that information with the rest of the team and discuss. Uh, you know all of the technical aspects in a in a simpler language uh, to uh, you know communicate it well to uh, stakeholders or other people, and then when it comes to the taking, I think maybe it would be more of like a culture bit uh, interview where you would cover more of the people skills, maybe have like an introduction and team see if there's uh, you know some connection between uh, between these uh, these people. That's my take on it. I think. No, I think I, I think I agree somewhere, but uh, like. The only fear that I have when it when it comes to hiring specifically for the tech lead role as well is that I think tech lead also has a lot of like I think he he or she is a walking database, uh, a knowledge base for what is happening within the company, and this is like remote things that hey, if you if you do something like this, something else in the third quarter might break, right? So this is like a lot of human knowledge which has been developed over the over like the last couple of years of experience and how do you replace that and i think that is one of the key aspects of the question which i wanted to ask uh, and how do you solve for that like even in teams and how do you transition from 
uh, your tech lead leaving or team lead leaving and having taking this context away and then you push in someone new who's entirely new to your framework, your architecture, your way of working. Right. So how do you bridge that gap? I think it's a hard question. Yeah. So how do you bridge that gap, right? But yeah, surely there's a way to figure out if you need a team lead or take lead. But let's say you're from a smaller company where that role has not been created yet. But clearly, if you have a lack of retention, even leaving, for example, uh, people are motivating, they have low velocity, no throughput, for example, then definitely you might need a, a team lead to handle those situations. Uh, the same goes for for the tech lead, right? If you suddenly have a burning platform with a lot of te- technical debt that is growing, you have breakdowns, you have incidents, and then you probably need a tech lead to take that responsibility and make sure that you have some sort of delegation to fix those kind of things, right? Uh, but also a person again to talk with stakeholders, as to be able to explain this technical debt. Why are we supposed to fix this? which doesn't immediately give something of a user value that can be seen by the user, it still gives user values. Um, but I think it's hard to figure out, like, how do I have that role? Uh, I think either you find a, a former tech lead or team lead for another company and onboard them to how you do your work in your company, or you find it locally as a within one of the teams. And there's definitely developers with people skills as well. And um, it could also be Investing in those people already when you hire them, for that matter. Um, as you could find a developer, for example, where you would say, this is probably not going to be the best developer in the world, but he has so much other potential for other things. So so let's build uh, a developer with, with, a, with an option for promoting him as some later part, right? That's at least what, what we are trying to do, figuring out, and again, with the team compositions to figure out, like we have different types of personality traits within the team. Some is very taking, some is very soft. There's a culture bringer. They want to host parties. They want to do something socializing. Um, they could also be a, a way of doing it. Um, I think it's a good way to maybe also think about the career path and that extent for the company. Like, are you doing the linear, which would be a team lead? Uh, and vice versa, like raising in the, the rank, uh, but you can also build experts for that matter, uh, which is very good in one specific area. Or you could build like people that do innovation that are very broad and are not a different moving past, but they might not be experts in, in specific things. So having these three types of people, then I believe that we should be in a pretty good place to find the next candidate if you suddenly have uh, a person leaving or if you suddenly don't have that role that you want to persist. Watching that nicely goes like what, uh, you know, you have to think about when you are searching for someone like this, kind of understanding uh, the meaning behind the role. Uh, but yeah, then you also only have like a few meetings with this person. So it's, it is very difficult to judge or like, yeah, is this person someone that we can trust with the team or is this person someone that we can trust with, you know, the full platform? So it is, it is a very tricky question. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure I, I know how to answer it and how I would search for that. Luckily, I'm not the one responsible for hiring. Um, like personally, I have seen this in my previous company as well. And uh, a few cases in my current company as well, where if someone was promoted as a tech lead from in from the internal team, they have performed like amazingly. Whereas someone who was who has experience in some other uh, company, even as a tech lead, 
And when they were brought in here, they were not able to be as productive as the person who was promoted from within the team. And uh, like that kind of puts, that's a bad statistic if you are a tech lead because you can't switch companies that easily, right? So how do you go about doing that? I think I think the Vyakri's answers uh, give give me gives me a great insight into how uh, probably my managers should look at maintaining a team. That's really insightful. Thanks. Yeah, I think one of the very important parts of being team leader, engineering manager, is for that sustainable team then can survive and last people leaving. Yeah. Also. And I think I am very much like pro lifting already existing people up, giving opportunities. But I also think that comes with a very big responsibility. You can also lift someone too early, which means they will have a very bad experience, uh, be overwhelmed, whatever. Like people mentioned, it's a big job, right? It's not just the, it's, it's not just doing cars with a lot of like thought and consequences. But yeah, I think comes back to what is the, as what's the issue and what kind of jobs or tasks do we need to do to solve the issues going on in the team? And when does that role description then lie? Yeah, for sure. Like, totally agree. I think um, to sum up the, the question which I asked, I think it's like your team is a living thing, which which uh, which has its own mood, it, its own feelings. And when you take someone away from that, it changes and you have to, you can't just, it's not a puzzle that you can just replace someone. It will adapt and you will have to adapt uh, your hiring processes, your training processes, and even like your in general the processes that you are following. There might be a team which might work very well without Jira tickets, right? They are just amazing at the job they do. They don't need to log in down everywhere, uh, so they can just work without it. So if if they can work without it, you also need to adapt as a manager and not uh, look at the work that they are doing and not force them into a process because a team for me is like very uh, is very alive and you they can do things if they are not forced into a particular process and essentially what i'm trying to say is one side does one size does not fit all mm. yeah and you're completely correct in that uh, we also we settled down or uh, say there's no recipe right yeah i think there's a big difference from being a team lead in one company to, uh, to another uh, tech leads as well for that matter i think there's a big Responsibilities as a big list of responsibility that changes, right? Uh, at least the two times that I have was here as being in these roles is very, very different. Uh, but especially here, we Ruby House with a big R because we also do React. Okay. Um, but I don't know Ruby. Uh, I have been doing full stack programming many years ago, but I can still coach and teach people uh, as a race and build the competences, even though if I don't know Ruby, because we can still talk with each other. Yeah, I think that's it from my stage. Yeah, is there anything you want to summarize with? Uh-huh. Well, we'll leave it there for today. This has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. Do want to take this opportunity to thank David, Bjarke, Isabel, Narpit, both providing their insights into the topic and also their fantastic questions. If you'd like to get involved with one of our upcoming podcasts, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or via email at sam.williamson at evolution-nordics.com. See you next time.